Move, Go, Walk, and Flow. This podcast, Special Needs in Motion, is dedicated to helping individuals learn to move and function at their best. Listen along to learn a little and maybe even laugh and be inspired. Please review and share so others can have access to our community. I'm your host, Ilana, a physical therapist, product developer, mom, wife, author, blogger, and podcaster. I love a great discussion, coaching the families with whom I work, and finding solutions. I love putting the fun and play into therapy. And it is a pleasure to be your host. Just a quick note, if you'd like to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me at specialneedsinmotion.com or just check the show notes. And any information shared here should not be taken as direct advice. You know the drill. Consult your local therapist, professional, or doctor before trying any suggestions. Well, let's go. Hi, this is Ilana, the host of Special Needs in Motion, and I'm here tonight with Camille Sutton-Brown. And if you've listened to one of my previous podcasts, You will have heard an excellent interview. Camille is a mom and a a special needs mother. And we're going to talk tonight about some resources and just loads of information that she has. So welcome again. Thank you. I am happy to be back. So we were talking the other day just uh, your, your brain just seems to be full of links, you know, websites and and resources for just grants, equipment, you know, um, the cycling event that your son participates in. And mm-hmm. I was just hoping just maybe we could just start talking about some of them and we can always in the notes at the end, I can leave people, you know, the websites. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that has been really helpful for me is just connecting with other parents, um, therapists, and just picking their brains about other organizations and um, just other people out there who really have a passion for working with kids or just individuals with disabilities and offering just the various um, supports in the community. And so if you do Google searches and everything that I was focused on at the beginning was related to medical care. But now as he's gotten older, he's three and a half and this journey, I really am focused now in terms of community resources and just being able to partake in leisure activities, just certain things that just make his life and our life as a family more fulfilling and engaging with people both with and without disabilities in the community and just having him have access to typical experiences, if you will, that any three-year-old would like to do. Yeah, that's so important. You know, we get kind of bogged down on like the details. You know, sometimes we miss the forest, you know, looking at the trees. So mm-hmm. I think that that's so important to mention. You know, maybe you could share some of those that you've run across. Excellent. So I'll start with what you brought up in terms of um, the running. So there's an organization called the Kyle Pease Foundation. And uh, it's based in Georgia, but they're doing events around the country. What they do is they match in-chair athletes with um, runners and they participate in various races, 5Ks, 
15Ks, half marathons, and even full marathons. And that has been amazing to get my son involved in that. And so essentially the inter athletes, they have a fleet of different um, sports type chairs. And so the inter athletes are fitted and, you know, made sure that they're comfortable. And um, then they are paired with either one person or a team of people to push them for the entire race so that they're doing it collectively to run these races. Uh And so my son has loved it. And just seeing all the other teams, you can tell everybody is just having a blast. And I've spoken to quite a few of the volunteers. Obviously, I thank them all for pushing him because I myself am not a runner by any stretch of the imagination. So it's, it's an experience that I would not be giving my son because even without pushing somebody, I'm not running a, a half marathon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I am incredibly thankful to the volunteers who do sign up to do it and just speaking to them. And quite a few of them have said that they prefer doing it this way, running with the Kyle Peace Foundation than even running solo because they have, you know, it's more of like a team atmosphere um, and they just love seeing the reactions from the inter-athletes. And so it's nice. It's kind yeah, of a win-win it, for everybody. I bet it just like elevates the whole running experience for them, you know? That's how they describe it. And um, again, I'm incredibly grateful. I don't understand it because I've never been a runner and to me, the idea of running a half marathon just seems so incredibly daunting. But yeah, they all absolutely love it. So oh, I wow. Now you were saying they fit them to the chair. So is that 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 chair is just for that race, right? Well, they have a fleet that they have in their, I'll just say warehouse. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what they call it. And so depending on the athletes, it's not just for kids. Actually, my son is one of the youngest who does it. A lot of the inter-athletes are adults or um, older teenagers, as well as other kids. But um, mm-hmm. So they have chairs for all different sizes. And depending on what the person's needs are in terms of, you know, positioning and mobility and that sort of wow. thing. Because some of the inter-athletes are able to do it themselves. So they have a, I'll call it a hand bike, maybe. Yeah. So they, you know, pedal with their arms. So uh, when you sign up, they ask you quite a few questions and you can either go in for a separate fitting or you can Mm -hmm. go to the race and they have, you know, all the different chair models that they have and they'll fit accordingly. And I mean, everybody is just having a blast. Wow. Where is the race? Like Mm -hmm. move around or is it one place every year? No, they do. I don't know the number of races that they do each year, but they do a ton of races. So my son, we only signed up in September and he's done three races, um, including the Thanksgiving half marathon. Oh, well, it was a Thanksgiving half marathon, but my son, because he was so young, he could only do the one mile fun run, but he did a 5k in September. And then in March, that's kind of the big flagship race for the Kyle Peace Foundation, the Atlanta Publix Half Marathon. And so that was neat. I think we had 64 teams this year. Mm-hmm. So that was incredible. But And where was that? That was downtown Atlanta. Oh, okay. um, so it started at Centennial Olympic Park, and that was a half marathon. Although I believe a couple teams did the full marathon. 
cool. And then my son was signed up for a few more races, which obviously got canceled due to COVID. But um, one of them is called a cupcake run. <laughs> and so that is a 15K. It was to be up and coming. Georgia and um apparently we've never done it before but apparently at the end you get um in addition to a medal you get cupcakes which <laughs> that was pretty fun. How fun is that? Exactly. But what I really like about this organization in addition to well I could I mean we could end up doing a whole podcast just about the Cubs Foundation <laughs> that's how um wonderful okay. it's been and just such a short period of time but what I really like is even during this covid time we got an email um, a few weeks ago from one of the volunteers just introducing himself and he never met my son before and, you know, it was just asking to see how we're doing. And then I got a message from the um, one of the staff members of the foundation and she sent me a message just saying, you know, part of what they're doing is they're matching volunteers to some of the athletes and just, you know, just to check on them, keeping um, tabs, just to check in and see how they're doing and just provide that sense of connection, which... I think it's incredible. You know, we ended up having this Zoom meeting. We had never met this volunteer before. Um, but it was really nice just to meet over Zoom and just mm-hmm. kind of check in. And yeah, so that was, that was. Really, That's really great. Nice. Well, you know, and as a therapist, I love the idea of just the speed of being, you know, being <laughs> in a marathon because for children or adults, you know, who aren't getting the natural vestibular stimulation of running and jumping and moving all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, these other activities are really important for their brain, for their vestibular system, for balance, for visual process, just all these things that we don't really realize that, you know, are benefits of going fast, you know, speed and linear acceleration. And so I, I just love that concept. What are some other resources outside? Okay, so that's one. Um, Lecotech of Georgia is another one. It is um, their motto is the power of play. And so mm-hmm. it's different in that it's not quote unquote therapy, but it's play based sessions wherein one of the leaders, a Lecotech leader, facilitates these sessions and just fun and engaging the child through play. And so they have a massive toy library. And so the Lecotech leader gets to know your child and, you know, communicates with you about what skills they're working on in their various therapies or, you know, whatnot. And then they'll select toys that can help facilitate that development in a fun mm-hmm. manner. Right. And I'm sure for people who don't, you know, who are outside of Atlanta, some of these resources um, are nationwide or they have something similar. Mm-hmm. You know, so just to keep that in mind. Yes, that is that is correct. And so Lecotech also, what I really like about it is it is very family based. And so the sessions, they encourage siblings to be part of it as well, parents as well. And so it's not just for the child with disabilities, but it's everybody. And I think that really helps siblings, whether older or younger, to learn mm-hmm. how to engage their, you know, brother or sister who may play differently or interact differently and kind of, you know, make those bridges. And also parents, because whenever I go, you know, I see how the, um, the leader can kind of initiate playing with a toy differently or think of different types of toys that we can use to work on certain, you know, OT goals or PT goals or whatnot. Um, 
And those, the people who work there are just, they're so incredibly passionate about, Uh you know, their jobs and just the people. So it's just a very warm, welcoming environment. So I'd highly recommend Lecotech as well. I'm actually familiar with Lecotech myself and I've seen the toys at people's houses. Oh, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I guess one thing I didn't mention is, um, so you get to borrow the toys for a month, take them home. Right. And then you bring them back and at the next session, you know, you exchange it for the new toys that they select. And so that's nice because, I mean, we've been through so many therapies and, you know, every therapist is recommending get this and get this and get this. And sometimes Lecotech <laughs> has those things so you don't end up, A, spending all the money getting them, but also B, all that stuff takes up space. And so it's nice to have them work on the particular yeah. skill and then you know, exchange and not just end up housing all of this stuff Mm -hmm. for so long. And there's another organization called Focus and Fragile Kids, and they are good. They organize various social activities. They have parent support groups that meet. And this is, again, sorry, it's it's another Georgia resource. Um, Oh, no, that's okay. That's all right. And um, they also offer grants that you can apply for, for various you know, whether it's transportation or home modification or equipment. So that's helpful from a financial standpoint as well. But um, they organize different events where you can meet other families. They actually partner with Lecotech and they do a huge holiday party in December. But they also, last year, we participated in, they had an event where at Six Flags Over Georgia. And so, you know, you go explore the amusement park on your own, but they had a particular time for lunch where they provided lunch, but you, you know, everybody sit together and you meet other families there, which for me has been such one of the best parts of all this, I think is connecting with other families and other parents and just, you know, sure. talking. Yeah. And learning from mm-hmm. each other, sharing resources. I was just saying, basically they offer various uh, events throughout the year. They also do camps And uh, now that my son is kind of reaching the age for camp, you know, that's something really important Mm -hmm. as well, because I have a daughter who's typically developing and there's, you know, a myriad of camps we can choose from with all different types of themes. And but as soon as you kind of throw in their special needs, you know, the number of options are significantly (laughs) reduced Mm -hmm. and so um focus fragile kids they offer a camp um oh they also offer um every few months respite respite saturdays and so on a saturday if you sign up um you can bring your children so not just your child with disabilities and they have volunteers there they engage them and take care of them for four hours while you as a parent can go out and just do something for you or run errands or whatever you need to do. So, uh, so have you heard of the camp twin lake? I have heard of it. Yes. We haven't done it. So I, I actually used to work at a camp when I was a teenager with one of the past directors. Ah. Anyways, but what's nice, what I love about Camp Twin Lakes, and it's not for every type of special needs, but they have like, I forgot, like 60 different camps that run through the summer because they have three locations throughout Georgia. But you don't have to be from Georgia. But what they do is they, their camp is run like this, the adapted swimming and they have, you know, kitchen staff and nursing and just 
you know, they're horseback, they're there like through the whole summer, but then each special needs camp brings in their own staff to run programming Mm. and they do, and they do their own fundraising. So most of the campers don't pay. Um, although I'm sure it's on like sliding scale and things like that for, and it depends on the individual camp, but like they have camps for kids of muscular dystrophy camps for kids who have been burned camps at that one's called camp. Ooh, ah, okay. (laughs) And then they have, they have camps for kids with emotional challenges. They have camps for kids with autism, with kidney disease, with diabetes, you know? So for that one week, those children, it's not even a full week, it's about five days, but those kids, you know, get to go to camp with other kids that are like them. And, and, you know, they have all the nursing staff. I don't know. It's just really phenomenal to me. I volunteered a little bit there and, um, just blown away by what they do. And so that's, it's just a really good resource out there. Another one that I'm aware of that's nationwide is uh, the friendship circle. And um, that's a, that's a really good resource. Just again, you know, they have all kinds of resources for special needs and a blog and, and they do a great bike giveaway. So you can, you know, put your, like each family does kind of like their own mini fundraiser within it. But if you get a certain amount raised then they match it and they select certain, a number of kids who actually win bikes and, and it's Neat. a great thing. So you can, you can check that out also. Thank you. Um, but in it, in Atlanta, there's also another one that maybe you were going to mention called FODAC, which is for. Yes, equipment. correct. So and maybe tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that one. So we have used FODAC a couple times and it's essentially somewhere that people with um, equipment for various um, special needs, wheelchairs, standards, adoptive potty systems, I mean, you name it, um, they donate it. And people who are in need of stuff can go there and borrow it for an indefinite period of time. And so um, insurance twice has denied a bath chair for my son. He doesn't sit independently yet. And FODAC is where we went to get his bath chair because we needed one. They're expensive. Um, And FODAC fortunately Mm -hmm. had it. So we were able to borrow it. I believe it was $25 you pay, which is, you know nothing yeah. compared to the cost if right, you had to actually right. buy it. So um, that has been a really, really great resource. I was thinking just about a typical child with special needs, mm-hmm. okay? And particularly one that has a lot of physical limitations, yeah. okay? And I was thinking about just at any given, let's say, couple years of their life because they outgrow mm-hmm. things, Right. But they're going to need several pieces of equipment, okay, a car seat, a stroller, maybe a standing frame, a walker, an adapted bicycle, which I think is necessary, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) even though the insurance companies don't. And, you know, you add up these pieces of equipment and they're each three, four thousand dollars, some some more, some less. But, you know, it comes up to like. Eighteen to twenty thousand dollars every couple of years that needs to be funded. Absolutely, right? and and or you don't get it. You don't get a standing frame, or you don't get the you know. And and it's one of my biggest sources of frustration is to see a child that I know could use an adapted bike because I know they can use those legs, but they need to be strengthened or they got to have a stander. If not, they're going to have so many contractions. Right. And the insurance companies generally 
they generally will get like a wheelchair and car seats. And then after that, or a walker, mm-hmm. okay? But like bathroom equipment, like you said, that's not medically necessary <laughs> to them. And, you know, the standard, the standing frame is not necessary. The adapted bike for sure is not necessary. And those things somehow need to be also, you know, funded. It's not right for a child not to be able to get in a bicycle. Right. So do you have any suggestions for for grants or anything with getting equipment? Um, okay. So there's the Focus Fragile Kids, as I mentioned. There's another one called Andy's Army, A-N-D-E-E apostrophe S Army. And that is specific for those who have a traumatic, traumatic brain injury or a spinal cord injury. And so that's important. That's acquired after birth. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're okay. very clear about that. There's also the Brain Spinal Trust, I believe it's called. I might be messing up the name. That offers a lifetime grant of $10,000 towards therapy or equipment, home modification. There's also um, in Georgia, the Bobby Dodd Institute's. And then they have a family program. You have to apply, but if your child meets the needs, then you can get support up to $3,000 a year to pay for therapies or equipment or transportation. I mean, just kind of basic things mm-hmm. that people need. There's the Children's Variety Network, I believe it's called. I might be messing up the names. You know, I mentioned to one family about doing a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. And, you know, and they had a good point. They said when their child was born, there was a GoFund and their friends and family raised like $10,000 to help them out, which was really nice. But they said, you know, to keep asking their friends and family for money Mm -hmm. is hard, you know, and they they don't want to do that. So... I understand that. I mean, that is an option. Like if all of a sudden you need, you know, a particular piece of equipment, sometimes that's nice to do and people will reach right. out and help. It's just one yeah. piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So yeah, that is true. There's an organization I'm going away from grants now. It's just as things pop in my head. If I, yeah, that's okay. okay. So Go for um, Christmas, there's an organization based in Colorado. And if you just Google Santa's little helpers, they have like 200 volunteers who spend um, an entire Saturday adapting toys. And so they'll take, yeah, regular toys and they'll teach people how to do it. And then they adapt a ton of toys and then they mail it out to you for Christmas. And so my son has gotten one. They don't guarantee you can request one. They don't guarantee that you get it, but We've requested it twice and we've gotten them twice and it's really nice. So they don't give you the actual switch, the button that, you know, you need to actually activate the toy. But if you already have one, then you can use it and uh, you never know what you're going to get. So it's always a surprise, but you tell, you know, the preferences of your child. So that's really nice just to get something around the holidays. Oh, so there's two organizations that we had signed up for. We were geared up, ready to start, and then the pandemic. So we haven't actually done it, so I can't, you know, speak to the quality of it, but there's stuff that we were going to check out. So one based in Atlanta, it's called Songs for Kids. 
And so they offer a variety of experiences related to music. So if your child is eligible and has some sort of documented, you know, disability, then they offer music lessons on different instruments. They also do stuff where you can go in and your child can record, you know, songs or music or whatnot. They also do stuff in terms of um, like production, music production, or they have stuff where they'll have musicians come out and they'll have a little session. And it just seems really interesting. Mm -hmm. So my son loves music and really responds well to music. And so that's something I was really looking um, looking forward to. And then there's also one other thing, again, we weren't able to do it, but we had signed him up and we were geared up to go. It's called the Miracle League, but it's based (laughs) up in Alfreda, Roswell, maybe. And essentially it's softball. They have a creative softball league. Yeah. And they pair um, your child with a typically developing child or well teenager or adult um and so they'll help them if your child can't you know if they're in a wheelchair and they can hit then they'll go ahead and hit the ball but somebody you know may have to push them if um, the child's like my son somebody would you know do hand over hand helping him to actually bat and hit the ball and then they would push him around the bases yeah i love it that Mm -hmm. is so good so i was really looking forward to that but um yeah, that obviously got canceled. You know, it's it's amazing, you know, just in the last few years, just how so many even for-profit companies are offering mm-hmm. programs for children with special needs. And you really just have to ask if your child is interested in swimming or horseback or this or that. Obviously, a lot of these things cost and their therapies. and But I just, I see it. In so many different venues and places, mm-hmm. from sports to music and outdoor camping exactly. and things like that. So, so just Google and research and look and ask. And like you said, because the therapies day to day, they can get right. very routine. Right. My son's too young for it, but also Best Buddies, um, which is essentially... I don't know anything about it other than, you know, to me, it seems like how you'd have like a big brother, big sister, those programs. But in terms of this, it's a child or a person with special needs and who's paired with, you know, a volunteer and build Mm -hmm. friendships and they spend time together. And that's something once my son is old enough, we will definitely do. And then there's one that I found out about this year called Night to Shine. That's what it's called, Night to Shine. And so it is across, I know nationwide, I'm not sure about other countries, but essentially they create a prom for people with disabilities and they have volunteers to come and do their makeup and do their hair. They have a whole red carpet and do paparazzi. And um, so a lot of Uh organizations have gone on on board. So each state has various venues, but it's always the same day. So it's that one day, you know, these different venues across, again, I'll just say nationwide, but it could be a few countries. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. It just got me thinking when you're talking in the very beginning about the Kyle's Peace Foundation and the Best Buddies, Night to Shine. But I was thinking, and maybe it exists out here, but it'd be so neat if they 
integrated children with special needs in like a marching band, uh-huh. you know, because uh, just like that, like what a high school could do this easily. Like some of the people are pushing and I don't know, somehow I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a musician, but or a band leader by any stretch, but I would just think that it would be interesting. Such a yeah. To... Yeah. I can completely mm-hmm. see that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cause when you think of the different types of uh, like our sensory system from sounds and sights and uh, motor skills and vestibular and all these things, these are all need to be part of like a daily <laughs> diet, you know, occupational therapists will say you need a mm-hmm. sensory diet, right? So you need, you need, a, 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 and especially if your brain is a little bit different, then you particularly need uh, kind of what I call healthy filters to be able, or healthy, in, healthy input to be able to then mm-hmm. filter more efficiently. So type, certain types of music and certain types of motion and, you know, certain types of touch. And so all these um, outdoor or not outdoor, but you know what I'm saying? Like outside of the house activities can help really be a part of that diet, that sensory. I like how you frame that. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's also the, um, the make a wish foundations as well that people can look into. Um, And there's a few of them, other ones that are same sort of concept, but just Mm -hmm. a different actual foundation. So that's not something to overlook. Well, I'm, you know, the truth is, is there's hundreds, if not thousands of foundations out there, but it's so nice to just talk about them as we have, you know, just to touch on them, bring awareness. um, And if these are not the perfect fits, you know, there are, it may lead people to some other ones. Exactly. Exactly. Because once you start Googling, you know, it becomes a little bit of a maze, but you sometimes land upon a golden nugget. Absolutely. I think this is probably a, a good place to stop and maybe we'll pick up again at some future point. Sounds good. I would be happy to do that. Thank you, Miss Ilana. Thank you, <laughs> Miss Camille. And I so appreciate your connection with all this and also just being a friend and coming on to the podcast and helping everybody. Absolutely. Thank Thank you. you Thank you for having me. I am happy to come back anytime. Okay. Sounds good. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening and sharing. I really appreciate your helping me spread tips that might be of help to someone you know. And remember that why is not near as important as what and how. Have a special day.